feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some very sad news coming from Lewiston, Maine, which is located about 36 miles north of Portland, Maine. We're just coming in that at least 22 people have been killed and as many as 50 to 60 injured. Uh, so many injured uh, according to authorities, that the Central Maine Medical Center is overrun with patients. A man or potentially two people went into different locations in Lewiston, Maine, and opened fire. Authorities have put out a, a photo, an image of one man, uh, a Caucasian, uh, with dark brown hair, They are looking for that individual now. We're also waiting for a press conference because obviously this is just horrible, tragic news. And they said that there could also be more than one attacker. The locations were, and it happened tonight in Lewiston, Maine. One of them was a bar. Another one was a bowling alley. And one of the images that is being put out shows a Caucasian man with a brown shirt and jeans had a rifle in his hand, and opened fire as soon as apparently he walked into the bowling alley. Apparently one of the third locations as well, because there were multiple locations, was a distribution center for it looks like a Walmart. We are also being told that a white car, uh, a Subaru Outback car, is now being looked after and trying to be located. They're putting it out there because... People in the neighborhood said that they saw an individual driving around that was suspicious during the day, potentially casing out the different locations. And again, we will be getting a briefing at any moment when we have that. We will bring that to you also because this is just disastrous and such a sad, terrible story. Uh, we do know at least they're now being telling us that there were at least two locations where the shootings took place a bar, and a bowling alley. It's unclear if the individual showed up at the Walmart distribution, but it doesn't look like the shooting took place there, but at least multiple locations at this hour. And as we speak, we're trying to get a whole bunch of details, no idea as to why this individual opened fire, no idea why he picked these particular locations, And still no idea if anybody is indeed in custody at this point. So we're trying to figure out all the different details. What a sad, sad, terrible situation. And in just a moment, we're going to be talking to security expert Mike Sapraconi, who will give us his take as to some of the leads and some of the different things that indeed uh, could be pieced together. Your thoughts tonight as this is such a tragic Terrible situation. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And joining us now is retired NYPD, uh, also officer, but also owner of a major security firm, Mike Sapraconi. Mike, um, you know, these details are just coming in as we're speaking. The latest count, sadly, 22 dead and 50 to 60 or more people 
in serious condition at so much so uh, that this local hospital in central Maine, the central Maine Medical Center, says they cannot accept any more patients, that there are just way too many. This is just such a tragic story. Um, obviously, we're trying to find out there could be one or two attackers, uh, gunmen who opened fire. Um, how do you piece this together, Mike? Well, Rita, you have to start looking at intelligence and gather information. I'm showing also possibly two people at multiple locations. I believe a bowling alley and a bar restaurant. And also I heard some report of possibly at a Walmart. So right now they have a picture already of a suspect holding an assault weapon and they're confirming that's the suspect. And you also have a possible car involved that the state police is saying is also the car involved by the shooter, used by the shooter. So right now we're in a situation in law enforcement nowadays we're going to look at any camera in the area, even in smaller towns like this town. You're going to have storefronts with cameras. You're going to have schools with cameras. You might have uh, license plate readers in the town. You're going to have different street cameras for lights and things. So right now they're going back and they're checking everything they have to gather any intelligence they might have. And they're talking to witnesses. You, you know, have over 60 people injured. I don't know how many people are at the different locations. It could have been it's a it's a. What is it, a Thursday, a Wednesday night in a town at a restaurant or bar or bowling alley? It could be very crowded. And I'm sure they're looking for people who saw anything. And they're going to piece together like a puzzle every little bit of information that they could possibly get. So it's about intelligence. It's about walking around and gathering information from people and, and turning to technology. The technology we have as law enforcement is so important nowadays, Rita. And that's why it's so important to keep our officers trained and funded. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, in this climate, too, where, uh, you know, a lot of people with mental illness, uh, we don't know, obviously, the identity of this individual. I'm looking at one of the images here. It is uh, a guy in a brown shirt and jeans, Caucasian. Uh, no idea of the age or anything. We're waiting for an update, of course, from authorities. Uh, but just like you said, hopefully somebody saw something because he was in multiple locations. We can see his face. Um, but you would bet that this is probably somebody, um, you would assume, who knows, with a mental history, um, that there were probably warning signs, obviously, prior to this moment, because we've seen this time and time again, Mike. But, you know, Rita, I don't want to, I don't want to get everybody along, but the first thing we think about, sure, we think about mental illness. We thought about, we think about different types of situations, but we also have on our mind now terrorism, too, right? And, and and he possibly a lone wolf. And I'm not trying to alarm anybody, but these are all things the police departments are looking at right away. It's the first thing you think about after what's going on in Israel and going around around, around the world and the border. We're going to think about, is this a terrorist thing? And we have to right away try to make a decision. Is this a mental ill person? Is this a domestic that went bad and someone may have worked at the locations? You know, is this revenge for something else that may have happened at a bar or a bowling alley? or a store, but we also have in the back of our mind terrorism, okay? And, you know, to shoot 22 people, how how terrible of a person can you be and what could be the issues involved with it? Yeah, you, and you know what, and that was one of the first things we still do not know, just as you said, if there was any sort of terrorism related. Uh, we don't know uh, the background of this individual, just like you said. Uh, and there are so many things going on right now uh, where authorities all over the country have been on high alert. Um, this is such a, you know, there's the tensions are bowling high. You look at everything that's been happening, as you brought up, 
um, aptly, Mike, you know, in the Middle East um, and just and the different protests that have been happening around this country. This, you know, it, it's a very tense time in this country. And this is why we need to have uh, law enforcement um, earlier today. I was honored to be part of, you know, all of us at WABC Radio, where, of course, uh, the base of the Rita Cosby show is on Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, Back the blue. Uh, You know, anybody who's out there tonight saying, oh, defund the police or cut back on police. We need more police. We need we need more law enforcement. We need to give the law enforcement the tools they need to operate just in a situation like this. Now, this is not this is, I think, the second largest city in Maine or so. But compared to New York City, their population is thirty seven thousand people. So, you know, we focus on places like New York, L.A., Chicago. Places like this are just as important. We need to make sure we have the proper resources to be able to fund the police everywhere in this country because you don't know where something's going to happen anymore. We live in a different world than we live in since 9-11, since we live in before 9-11. So hopefully facial recognition is a big deal here, too. That technology will be a big thing. This picture will be thrown out. I'm sure the FBI, the Secret Service, all Homeland Security, all Joint Terrorist Task Force, everybody is getting this picture of this person, this individual. And then we'll try to tie that into whatever we might on them from before. So, so important, the technology, the working together with different departments. In a place that as small as this town, you're going to have the state police very much involved. They will probably be processing the scene. You'll probably have the FBI there right away. But this is a time when all the agency come, agencies come together and work together. And, you know, you just brought up, uh, we're just seeing uh, new news now that, uh, yes, the FBI has been alerted. Also, President Biden has been alerted uh, because this is such a horrific shooting and a major shooting. Uh, just to give some context, as we're again hearing, at least 22 people killed, according to multiple reports, and again, 50 to 60 injured. Uh, the Las Vegas shooting, which was one of the worst shootings that we have seen um, in many, many years, uh, that one had, I believe it was like 50 or so, also 58 killed in Las Vegas in the Pulse shooting in Orlando, 49. Uh, but we understand, sadly, in this case, too, that there are many people that are seriously injured. And I just uh, said also, Mike, too, that the Central Maine Medical Center is saying that they have been overrun with patients, that they cannot accept any more patients. It's obviously a small hospital. And, uh, you know, the statements you just said, um, anybody who's able to at least give some identity and give some, maybe the, maybe the shooter said something too. I mean, there's a lot of pieces, right, that they could put together as to what precipitated this. So important too, social media nowadays, right? So this person might have said something on social media. Someone from social media might recognize him. We we need all you know all media to be involved, not just social media. A local news station to get this picture out right away, to get this on the radio like you're doing. You, you never know what little piece of and people sometimes think oh, I'm not going to say anything because my my information doesn't matter. But to law enforcement, every little bit matters because you might fill in a little piece of the puzzle that might add up to something else that we knew about, right? So that's so important. But uh, social media nowadays is such a big thing. This thing's got to be all over social media. And you're going to have people saying, oh, wow, that's that's the guy in my class. Well, that's the guy who works in a local deli. All of a sudden, this information will start feeding into the police. So you might get thousands of calls to 9-11 or 
to a local police station. And now you have to start sifting through that information and put the pieces together. And also um, video, too. They're also putting out a white car Subaru Outback right. vehicle, too. So putting those two things together also um, often uh, could be, you know, that could be the windfall if, if it's an individual who has a vehicle like that. Um, and also you would wonder, too, what kind of preparation went into this? Like like you said, who knows somebody? What was going on with this individual? The background. Does he have a criminal history, too? Because sadly, we have seen so many of these repeat offenders get right back out on the streets. I mean, maybe this guy has a criminal record, too. Right. And that just brings every, this is all a domino effect. You're talking about. You know, how do people enter the country? Then we're talking about bail reform. Then we're talking about, you know, criminals getting out quicker than they should. People who are recidivists who have been arrested so many times for the same thing. Where did he get the weapon? You know, was it a legal purchase? Did he steal the weapon? How did he get into his hands? So where did he get the ammo from? So there's so many things. You know, did he have a backpack? I don't know how many how many bullets his weapon uh, fires, but. He had to fire probably hundreds of rounds. You're going to find out at some point. Did he reload? Did he drop a, a you know something with you know some kind of bullet someplace else? Were there rounds found someplace else? So this is going to be massive police work, putting all the little pieces together. But you know what? We we work well together in law enforcement, and and you and the first 24 hours, 48 hours are the most important hey, time Mike, of a crime. Do do me a favor, yeah. Mike. If you could, could you stay with us? We're going to go to a quick commercial break. Would you stay with us? Sure. Of course. Okay. Great. Uh, Mike Saprikoni, uh, one of the great security experts out there, staying with us. We're going to have much more after the break here on the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Breaking news. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We are waiting for a news conference that's going to take place at any moment. Uh, an active shooter manhunt is now underway, likely for one suspect they believe potentially more, uh, but for sure at least one suspect, and he apparently is on the run in Lewiston, Maine. Just to give you a little sense, it is 36 miles north of Portland, Maine, and a man with a rifle walked into a bar and a bowling alley, at least those two locations, uh, and open fire. The latest numbers, according to multiple reports, at least 22 people dead, 50 to 60 injured. Uh, so uh, it, this is just a horrific situation. We have no details as to the motive. Uh, we have no details also uh, if there is potentially anybody in custody. It sounds like nobody is in custody at this point because they're putting out an all-points bulletin also for the vehicle or anything associated with this man. And again, they do not know why he walked into suddenly into a bar and into a bowling alley and opened fire. Uh, really horrific story tonight. And we continue with security expert Mike Sapriconi. Uh, Mike, um, what would you do also? And how, how are these all the different agencies? You talked about the FBI. Uh, we know that the White House has also been alerted because this is obviously a horrific uh, situation. How do you piece all these different law enforcements together? And do you think, uh, with putting out a picture, too, that uh, we should hopefully be able to locate somebody? It looks like at least they know who's behind it. Right. Well, what will happen right away, there'll be a main point of contact. That could be the FBI. 
could be the state police, uh, you know, jurisdiction at this point. We're not worried about jurisdiction. We're going to worry about who's the best person to be that main focal point. And all the information will flow to that one person or that one agency so they can put all this stuff together. We don't want 16 different agencies or 16 different police departments knowing different information. We want to go to one point of contact. They'll set up a command center. They'll work through that point of contact, and all information will flow there. So hopefully they were able to get uh, a description of that car right away. I'm sure they had uh, helicopters in the air. I'm sure they were starting. They, they closed the town down. They asked everybody to stay in the houses, secure themselves, and call 911 if anything's suspicious. So I'm sure they were able to lock down local highways. I'm sure they're locking down local streets. So they're working in as one unit to get all these things put together so that they can try to narrow down their search. Now, not unfortunately, but sometimes in this situation, we'll find this, 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 this perpetrator or this shooter. He may take his own life. Okay. By the way, we're just seeing, Mike, too, uh, word that uh, that uh, there are sightings of the suspect reported on scanner traffic. That's a good sign. That's a great sign. And and something else we have to worry about now is this person going to take hostages. Okay. So, you know, this is a very common situation. If they're trying to get out of the situation or trying to escape some kind of thing that's closed off or highways. Yep. Yep. They, take, they may take a hostage. Absolutely. You're right. It's still very, very dangerous situation. Uh, Mike Sapriconi, thank you so much for joining us on this big breaking news night. We so appreciate you, and we always back the blue and support our men and women in blue. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. Breaking news. And tonight in our Back the Blue segment, pray for our law enforcement because at this time they are looking for a shooter who is at large. Apparently, police scanner traffic is saying that there have been sightings of this shooter who opened fire on at least two locations in Lewiston, Maine, 36 miles north of Portland, the second largest city there in Maine, but still a very small community. Uh, A man walked in with a rifle and opened fire in a bar and also a bowling alley. Very sad news as we're hearing that 22 people, according to multiple reports, at least 22 are dead and anywhere from 50 to 60 are injured. Uh, There was just a really scary uh, report coming out a few moments ago uh, that this shooter may be headed to the hospital where the those who are injured are being taken care of at this time. This is a frightening situation And boy, details are coming fast and furious. We also expect to have a press conference at any moment here on the Rita Cosby Show. And as soon as that comes in, we will bring that to you. Uh, Joining us now live here on the show is former NYPD Commissioner uh, Bernie Carrick. Uh, Bernie, thank you so much for joining us with this big breaking news. This is a frightening situation. Your thoughts? Well, listen, um, you know, the police have a a hell of a job to do tonight. Um, They're going to have to not only take take care of the people that have been injured um, and the dead uh, and deal with the families of the dead, uh, but they're going to have to make sure uh, that they find this guy uh, this evening. 
I think given his movement, uh, what I've heard so far, the various locations, uh, they have uh, a good description of him. They have the line of movement uh, where he's been going. Um, they have to have some intelligence on, you know, what they think he's going to do next or where he's going next. I did hear that report that he was on the way to or near the hospital. Um, you know, they're going to be looking to see if there's anybody else involved with him. Uh, the faster they get him off the streets, the better. But I will predict uh, probably before the night's over, he'll either be in custody or he'll be dead. Wow. Uh, so, yes, I, by the way, uh, and obviously let's hope he is taken into custody uh, so we can find out. Have you heard any details, Bernie, too, because we've been here live on the air, um, as to what may have motivated this? No, uh, none of that information is out yet, um, and I think they'll keep that close to the vest. Um, but when you look at the locations, you know, a, a bar and grill, uh, a, a recreation, uh, I think a bowling alley or something, and, and maybe a Walmart, um, the guy seems to be just running rampant uh, at random locations. So, um, you know, there's no idea, there's no uh, indication what motivated him to start this spree. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you, I think by the end of the night, they'll have a pretty good idea. Also, the photos that they have, the video that they have, they if they don't have him ID'd already, uh, he'll be ID'd within uh, the next several hours. Um, you know, those the photos are pretty uh, descript. Um, people in that area, they're going to know this guy. They're going to know where he came from. They're going to reach out to the police. They'll let the police know. That'll give the police uh, maybe vehicles to look for, um, you know, uh, where the guy lives. Um, we'll see. But uh, I, I think given uh, given the response already, I think they'll have him by night's end. Yeah, I do, too. Um, Bernie, we're also just getting some details. Uh, former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick that uh, they're looking for two different vehicles. One is a white uh, Subaru Outback car. They're putting a big be on the lookout. The other, we just got word of, it's a second vehicle of a black pickup truck. What what does that say to you? Does that say that uh, maybe he's moving vehicles or maybe somebody else helping him? What what does that say to you, Bernie? Well, it, could be a, it could be a number of things. Uh, one, the, I think the white Subaru is they have him coming out or getting into that car at some point. Uh, the second pickup, um, it could be somebody that was involved with him. It could be a vehicle that he found. Uh, it could be a second vehicle that he put somewhere. And, and lastly, uh, it could be some vehicle that he hijacked, carjacked. Um, you know, uh, there's a reason that they're putting that other vehicle out there. Um, like I said, uh, get, just given that stuff alone, it tells me that they have a lot more that they're put, than they're putting out publicly. Um, and they want to keep this close to the best just in case there are other people. They don't want them to know exactly what they know. Uh, and they want to sort of beat them to the punch, get to them before they get to anyone else. Um, Bernie, also, uh, I would imagine, uh, sadly, there are so many people killed. There are so many people injured. They're going to be also questioning, I would assume, uh, those people in the hospital for what, what did this guy say? Uh, what did he do? 
Um, you know, obviously we have no idea of the motive. If it's, uh, you know, if it's a disgruntled employee, if it's terrorism right now, there are so many, you know, the, the world's on heightened concern. Yeah, well, listen, they have, um, you know, depending on reports, anywhere from 30 to 50 injured. Uh, those people will be interviewed by the police officers and investigators uh, and FBI agents. Uh, the FBI is involved at this point. Uh, I would say every federal agency um, in DOJ, uh, be it the FBI, DEA, uh, ATF will get involved. Um, they'll all be interviewing these witnesses to see exactly uh, how the guy uh, was possibly motivated, what he said, um, the way he acted, the way he responded. Um, that will be a part of the investigation, but they'll want to get that out to the cops that are out there. Um, we don't know how, how much more he is armed other than what we've seen in the photos. Um, if there are, uh, if the reports are accurate, and this guy, uh, you know, there's 22 dead and 30 to 50 injured. Um, he's obviously carrying uh, a lot of ammunition. Uh, the cops are going to have to be extremely careful in confronting him. Um, and hopefully there's nobody else involved with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you would think that they would probably know that, but you don't know. It might have been somebody riding in a getaway car. Uh, it may have been someone who didn't walk in. You know, this is really scary, too, that we're hearing, um, again, some more reports coming out there that this shooter uh, may be headed again to the hospital, um, that he may be doubling back to the hospital. I mean, that what does that say about the mindset of this individual? Well, if that's true, um, they have they're getting information. Uh, you got to you got to think about this. If that's true, where are they getting that? Um, where are they getting that information? How are they tracking his movement? Um, I, now, I, now I'll say this uh, skeptically. Uh, you know, he's been in three different locations. I can tell you within a matter of probably 20 to 30 minutes, they'll be able to, able to identify his cell phone. If he's got a cell phone and he was in those three different locations at, the, at specific times, They'll be able to ping the the, uh, the towers, the cell towers, and they'll be able to identify the phone that went from one location to another. They'll probably get this guy's. They probably have the guy's phone already. That that's what they may be tracking. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I want to also uh, broaden this discussion as we're waiting to hear from a news conference, uh, former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick. And Bernie, we thank you so much. We love you and, and appreciate you being here on this big, busy night. Um, but obviously a very serious story. This comes at a time where just tensions are so high in, you know, the United States and really across the world, as you know, Bernie. There's just there's just such a vitriol that we've been hearing um, you know, given what's been happening in the Middle East and and all the other issues that have happened across this country. Right. I mean, this is just a very uh, difficult time, I feel like, for law enforcement in general, but also um, just, you know, in the country where people have to be on the lookout. The FBI just put out a uh, be on the lookout. It was last week where the FBI director said, you know, we are worried about increased terrorism. We are worried about propensity for violence, lone wolves. Um, just, you know, those with mental illness sparking in this moment. This this is sort of a, just a very dangerous climate, sadly. Well, listen, you know, you had this stuff that went on in Israel. 
Um, and you had a follow-up call uh, for an international jihad by Hamas endorsed by Iran. Over the last year and a half, we've let 60,000 people into this country that we know of. We let 60,000 or more into the country that came from what I would call target-rich environments abroad, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, uh, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia and others, where we've let these people into the country. A lot of those people that came into this country can't be vetted. You know, I, I know the White House has said consistently the people that we actually let in and we identify, we are vetting uh, and identifying. Um, I, I would tend to disagree. You know, they've let in 3,500, maybe 4,000 people from Afghanistan. Who are you calling to vet them? The Taliban? What intelligence capabilities do you have or what intelligence reach do you have in Afghanistan? You have none. Zero. What do you have with regard to Yemen? None. Nobody's telling you the 150 people that came in from Yemen, do we know who they are really and what their intent is here? No, you don't. So you've got about 60,000 people that we've led into this country. They're not vetted. They can't be monitored. They've, they've melted like chameleons into communities around the nation. And I promise you, I promise you, it's not if, it's when um, some of these people will act on those international calls for jihad. You know, um, earlier tonight on uh, Cats and Cosby, Commissioner Carrick, uh, John and I were talking with Senator Ted Cruz, and he said the same. He said that he has never been so concerned for our country just in general uh, and the propensity for another, you know, 9-11 attack, uh, he says, has never been greater than it is at this moment just given everything that's happened with the wide open border, with everything that's happening overseas. Do you agree? Yeah. You know what, Rita? He he couldn't be more right. And and think of it this way. Nineteen men brought the United States of America down to its economic knees on September 11th, 2001. We have a far greater threat proposed today or posed today than we did on September 10th, 2001. There's a far, far greater threat to our nation, our country, than what we faced on September 10th. And anybody that disagrees with that, they're either naive or they're a liar. They're stupid. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It is just what a, what a crazy, dangerous time uh, this is in the country. Well, Bernie Carrick, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate your insights on this very big news night as you're helping us piece all of this together. And it's just it just shows how concerned we should be just in general. And obviously, let's pray uh, that this monster who opened fire on these people tonight gets in custody and we get uh, some good news soon. Uh, Bernie, thank you for joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show. Thank you. Thank you, Rita. Thank you so much. And we're going to continue our breaking news coverage after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. 
And we are covering this breaking news story now uh, with, at this time, estimates anywhere from 22 killed, 50 to 60 some people, some news agencies are saying injured in Lewiston, Maine, when a gunman or potentially multiple gunmen opened fire on two different locations. We're also getting word uh, that they saw another vehicle that they believe could be tied to it at a location 18 miles away. And it's uh, circling uh, with its hazard lights on. Uh, and there is also a report that the shooter could be potentially headed to the hospital where the victims are. Uh, this is a frightening situation and an all-out manhunt underway and joining us now as we are piecing all of this together waiting for a press conference we know local authorities fbi everybody involved the president of the united states has also been informed uh as we are told in the last hour or so joining us now is angel masonette retired nypd detective uh angel thank you so much for being with us um what what do you make of all these details in this report that he could be headed back to the hospital uh this is scary i think the the that's the most terrifying aspect of this right now right after the fact is that uh, this guy's still on the loose and he's possibly headed towards hospital um but you know um Obviously, law enforcement, local, state, and federal law enforcement are on this. Um, they're on high alert. So I'm assuming um, and hoping that, uh, you know, all the critical locations, such as hospitals, are on lockdown right now or lock in, right? Um, and, you know, police are, uh, uh, police and law enforcement as a whole are ready to engage this, this person or persons and neutralize the threat. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you believe uh, they haven't put out a name publicly? They have put out an image of this guy. Um, he's a Caucasian man um, with uh, jeans, a brown shirt. Um, they have him on surveillance video walking in with looks like a big rifle, walking in at least to the bowling alley because there was a shooting at the bowling alley and at the bar. Uh, do you believe they probably have a name and some information a lot more than they're telling us? Well, I think I definitely think they do. There's been, um, you know, rumors circulating on social media, as you know, always happens in cases like this. But um, I'm assuming that they have um, his name uh, and, you know, all his identifiers and they're just, uh, you know, running down leads. Right. When something like this happens, uh, immediately you start running down leads. You got FBI, you know, you got the FBI, you have the uh, Joint Terrorism Task Force, you have uh, local uh, and state law enforcement um, they're all running down leads, probably going to relatives' houses, things of that nature. Also, uh, you know, there's there's always the term lone wolf. I believe that's an oxymoron. I don't think that there's such a thing as a lone wolf. I think that these people usually tell somebody about what's going to happen or they, uh, you know, conspire with other people to make these, you know, to commit these heinous crimes. So, um, yeah, I think they have them identified and they're probably running around and running down all the leads that they have. You know, you brought up a great point because usually somebody um, and, you know, much better than I certainly would, Angel, um, you know, usually there are warning signs um, or there's some sort of vitriol. Like we've seen, I think about, a, you know, in the Buffalo shooter case, uh, that was the guy who walked in. Uh, that was race related. A guy walked into it was in an African-American um, supermarket in that case there's there's no idea of any motive in this case i just want to make sure everybody knows that at this point but he walked in and apparently like he was on social media spewing all these horrible hate vile disgusting things 
um, prior to. Like there were warning signs. Uh, typically, uh, individuals like this, like you said, whether it's on social media or it's a family member or friends, usually there's something, right? Yes, definitely. And another big issue also is uh, law enforcement, you know, uh, it's hard, right? Because uh, in society today, we're normalizing everything. Everything is normal. There's nothing really abnormal. You know, after September 11th happened, um, you know, everything was if you see something, say something. Now, if you go to law enforcement and you see something, you say something, you know, uh, you're liable to be called, you know, some slanderous name, you know, insert, you know, uh, phobia, right? Uh, so it's hard for law enforcement because law enforcement can't do the jobs effectively without the help of the public, right? We just can't do our jobs without tips from the public, without um, people telling us things. And when when, when individuals want to uh, report things that are, quote unquote, quote unquote, out of the norm, um, you know, society today normalizes everything. So it makes the, the job for law enforcement uh, that much harder. Yeah, you know, you just hit it on a good point because you're right. Law enforcement often, uh, they feel like they're, they've got one hand tied behind their back. Uh, when there's maybe is a tip and they say, Oh, don't do that. You're, you know, you're infringing on somebody's rights. I'm sorry. If somebody goes out there and, and, and has a propensity or threatens to kill, uh, all bets are off, Angel. We just have about 30 seconds. Yes, definitely. I mean, you know, again, uh, you know, if people are going out there doing stuff that's out of the ordinary and, and they're, you know, purchasing large amounts of firearms, whatever it may be, right? Um, you know, people want to say, you know, don't infringe upon our rights. But at some point, there's got to be some sort of uh, delineation between what's out of out of the ordinary and, and, you know, what's normal, right, quote unquote. So 1000%. Um, Angel, thank you so much for joining us on this very, very important news night. What a sad situation. Um, but we're so grateful to get your important perspective. Uh, retired NYPD detective, one of the best out there, Angel Masonette. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, Rita. Thank you very much. And everybody, we are going to continue our coverage as these leads and developments are coming in. Again, 22 dead in a shooting in Maine, 30, up to 60 people injured, and a lot more after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, a developing story, 22 people killed at least. And there are reports that anywhere from 50 to 60 people have been injured at a mass shooting at two separate locations in Lewiston, Maine, just about 36 miles north of Portland. Uh, we are waiting to get a news conference from law enforcement uh, the scary thing is the shooter is at large. There are also reports uh, that that person of interest, because they saw him on a uh, surveillance video, you see him walking in with a large rifle at both locations. He's said to have opened fire. We don't know what the motive is or what he may have said uh, to these individuals, what drove him to this insanity. But there are now reports that this person of interest may have a police scanner. Uh, which makes it really scary. And there are also reports that a security guard at the hospital where many of the injured are being taken care of 
uh, is telling people to duck uh, because the shooter could be coming back uh, to go get the victims. I mean, this is frightening, a really frightening situation. And this killer or killers, because there's a potential that there could be somebody who is facilitating him or helped him. They're looking for multiple vehicles, a black pickup truck, also a white car, also a Subaru Outback car. But the killer or killers is still at large. And that is very, very scary tonight. We also know the president of the United States has been notified. Uh, the attorney general also, the U.S. attorney general has been notified as well. Uh, and we are trying again to get details. This come, of course, uh, across the country tonight. People have just been on high alert. The FBI had put out an all-points bulletin of increased threats to the homeland. We do not know if this is tied to anything uh, that could be tied to terrorism. Certainly, there have been a lot of protests on the streets of the United States uh, with everything that's been going on in the Middle East. Um, obviously, a lot of other issues that are happening in this country. We do not know what is motivating this madman. But the scary thing is, as we speak right now, he is still on the loose and may even be headed back to the hospital, according to one report. So very scary, scary situation. What are your thoughts, everybody? one 800 848 There are some people now putting out the identity of the individual. Uh, uh, one uh, news organization is reporting uh, Robert Card as the person of interest in the main shooting, according, again, to multiple media accounts. It's just coming out now. The gentleman's name is Robert Card as the person of interest. They have him on videotape, and you can bet right now they are trying to locate him. Again, also reports he may have a police scanner. So, boy, that could mean that he could be monitoring the movements of law enforcement, what they're saying, where they're going, where they're headed. Well, joining us on all of this on this big breaking news night as one of the best law enforcement experts out there. She is a spokesperson with the National Police Association, also a retired Chicago area police officer, Sergeant Betsy Brantner Smith. Uh, Sergeant, your thoughts tonight as uh, I'm just providing the latest details. Oh, Rita, you know, I know this area. I've been to Lewiston. My my uh, son was stationed in the Navy near there. And uh, it just breaks my heart. This is a lovely community, and they've issued a uh, an order for the entire county to shelter in place. And I think that's a very smart move on the part of law enforcement uh, because, you know, here's the thing. You've got, uh, a, you know, kind of a quasi-rural and suburban community there. Um, you may have multiple suspects. We have at least one potentially identified. We're looking for a couple of different vehicles. But 22 people dead, 22 people confirmed dead. That's extraordinary. This is an extraordinary level of evil that law enforcement is now hunting down. And the fact that he may have a scanner, he may be tracking their movements, um, is incredibly Concerning because very often shooters like this, uh, in addition to taking out people at these two different locations, he may well want to take out a number of law enforcement officers 
as well. So, uh, you know, truly unprecedented at a time where you said tensions are high in this country. Crime is high in this country. Police departments uh, are shorthanded. And uh, this is just it's it's incredibly heartbreaking. You know, um, I I thought the same thing you did, uh, Sergeant uh, Betsy Brantner Smith, uh, when I heard that he has a scanner. Um, that he was trying to figure out movements. But you're right. Sometimes these people, this guy obviously has no regard for human life. Uh, Just the uh, unbelievable evil that we just have heard that he's unleashed. And there may be more killed because some of them are apparently very critically injured at the hospital. The local hospital there said they can't even handle any more uh, victims, that they are overflowing with victims. And now he may be on his way back. He clearly is armed and dangerous but your point, too, like maybe he's, you know, looking like you just said, uh, trying to draw police out. Um, and what does it also say that he had access? He had an access to a scanner. Um, these days, I guess many people can kind of get access, whether it's through apps or other things. But it shows also a level of planning. Well, it absolutely does. If he if he has, you know, either gotten a physical scanner or he's gotten a scanner app, you know, he's got a programmed apparently to local law enforcement fortunately in this day and age you know the uh, police can uh you know communicate whether it's via cell phone different channels things like that but one of the things that we've got to think about because lewiston is it's not a large town it's not like they have the nypd um you know that size of an organization so they've got to coordinate multiple law enforcement agencies surrounding cities the state police the county and and very often, I know on TV it looks easy, but in real life, everybody has a different radio system and, and all of that. Um, so communication can absolutely perhaps be an issue uh, for local law enforcement. We also have to think about the safety of those law enforcement officers as they hunt this killer Plus, they also have to answer 911 calls. You know, crime doesn't stop. Domestic disputes don't stop. Armed robberies don't stop. Um, So uh, it's going to be a long night and a long several days, certainly for uh, Lewiston, but also for all of the the, uh, surrounding areas. But here's the thing. When something like this happens, law enforcement is always fantastic about quickly mobilizing to assist each other. And I'm sure that that that's occurring right now. Same thing with, you know, you've got a hospital that's almost at capacity. I have, there's no doubt in my mind that doctors and nurses from other areas of the state are already on their way uh, to assist with an extraordinary um mass casualty. You know, uh, Betsy Brantner-Smith, too, you you said uh, your son was stationed in the area. Tell us a little bit about uh, Lewiston, Maine. I I've, I think I've driven through there a few times in my youth, but, but tell me what you know about it. He was at the Brunswick Naval Air Station, which is uh, now closed. And uh, so we would visit multiple times, you know, and, and of course, we always fly in to Portland if we didn't drive. And and Lewiston is just a a beautiful, beautiful community. You know, I don't I don't even think it's thirty thousand people right now, and um, you know, just uh, I, like right now, you know, it, they have 
beautiful, cool weather, and we're coming into deer season. Those were all the things that we were always interested in. People are kind and friendly. That was one of the things that we were so pleased when our son was stationed there, that everybody was incredibly kind to um, all the Navy personnel and just kind to us when we would visit, you know, and that's kind of the whole state of Maine. And I think that's one of the things that makes this so shocking is you really don't think of, of suburban Maine as a place where some madman is going to, uh, you know, attack two different locations with a rifle. He obviously had to have an extraordinary amount of uh, ammunition. And I've looked at the, you know, you can go online and see multiple uh, photos of him. It looks like he has a sweater on, but of course there's a chance that he has body armor. Um, There's a chance that he has explosives, more weapons. And we have to remember that it's not just one guy that the police are necessarily looking for. We don't know. Does he have an accomplice, multiple accomplices? Um, You know, it was two different locations, multiple vehicles, and, of course, this person of interest who some are saying online that he's a person who has a criminal history, if it's indeed the person that has been identified in the media, um, and that he's a convicted child molester. We shall see. Um, But right now, law enforcement's priority is to uh, get this uh, criminal either eliminated or in custody while they have to protect at least two different crime scenes and keep the rest of the community, indeed the entire county, safe. It's a tall order. Yeah, and uh, Betsy, we are hearing uh, they're putting out, his name is Robert Card. He is a 40-year-old man, um, and I do see that there are some reports out there that he may be a convicted child molester. It looks like uh, one of the photos that they're putting out uh, sure looks like uh it looks like a mugshot. So um, mm-hmm. it's somebody, uh, you know, talk about the revolving door of justice with these individuals. And especially if it turns out that this is somebody who's a convicted child molester. Uh, clearly, he is a monster um, and somebody with a rap sheet. It's uh, how tough is it for law enforcement these days? We're seeing these people who are clearly disturbed, clearly have problems, and yet they get back out on the streets. Well, and and this is the thing, two things there. We do have an absolutely revolving door justice system, and it's incredibly frustrating for law enforcement and for law-abiding people, which are most people. Most people are not criminals, but we. it seems like in the last three years that we have just pandered to the criminal class and kind of ignored the rest of the law-abiding citizens that are out there. And if he is a convicted child molester, then why isn't he in prison? And that's one of the big frustrations. If he is indeed a convicted child molester, then he should in no way be able to legally purchase a firearm as well. Um, And that's, you know, as we see this, and you and I talk of this often, we see around the country these prosecutors who don't want to prosecute, judges who don't want to give people uh, lengthy prison sentences. And so they are out. And it, it seems like most of the horrific crimes that we hear about around this country are very often committed by someone with these lengthy rap sheets. We have got to go back 
the putting people in prison for sentences that are, it's not like we're making these up. Sentences for felon and, you know, these felonies are on the books. We need to go back to actually following the law. And if this is someone who suffers from severe mental illness, we're going to have to go back to the 70s and the early 80s when we were able to involuntarily commit dangerous, mentally ill people so that they are not free to terrorize the rest of us. You know, you just hit a very important point, Betsy, um, uh, because you're right. It's like here we are. Uh, if indeed this is a guy who has this this history, there are certain people that they just should not be out on the streets. We see it time and time again. Um, I mean, there have been cases, I think, about also in New York City, one of the guys who opened fire on uh, the subway, and he injured many people on the subway. He was like, uh, I wanted help, and I couldn't get in. Uh, I mean, here was a guy who was a big neon sign. Uh, so you're right. There are so many questions tonight. Betsy, could you stick with us? We're going to go to a quick break um, and would love to have you stay with us. Can you do that? I absolutely can. Thank you very much. Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith with the National Police Association sticking with us. We're going to have a lot more right after the break here on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Breaking news. And here's the very latest here on the Rita Cosby show about this horrible mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine. Details coming fast and furious. Uh, there is now intense police activity at a hospital in Maine. Uh, this is just a, a remarkable, uh, unbelievable night. Uh, this shooter who is still at large, uh, we are getting reports that he may have gone back to the hospital to kill his victims that survived his initial attacks. This is a stunning moment happening right now. Uh, there are reports that he has gone back to the hospital where individuals who survived the initial shootings that took place. There was one at a bowling alley and one at a bar. Uh, and he may be back at the hospital now, uh, reports that people are hunkering down at the hospital uh, and dozens of officers with guns drawn at the hospital as we speak. What an unbelievable night with details. Also, some more details coming in to make it even more treacherous for law enforcement. Uh, we are just seeing reports now that this man identified as Robert Card, 40 years old, had been trained as a firearms instructor at a U.S. Army Reserve training facility in Maine, that he had also just recently been committed to a mental health facility for two weeks in the summer of 2023, and that he was, quote, hearing voices and had threatened to carry out a shooting at a military training base. A very, very scary individual. And boy, this makes it very difficult for law enforcement right now. If this is somebody that, according to reports coming out, is a firearms instructor, it could also explain why he has a police scanner and had multiple equipment, killed so many people. Uh, This is a frightening, frightening situation. Betsy Brantner-Smith, please stay with us if you could. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break. And we will continue more with Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, 
as big developments tonight. A manhunt out for this man who may be at the hospital to kill his victims that survived the initial attacks. Uh, Boy, oh boy, let's pray they get this guy any moment. We'll have much more after the break, everybody. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Breaking news. And let's go straight to a live news conference in Lewiston, Maine, about the suspect who is on the run, armed and dangerous. And ultimately uh, seek prosecution uh, down the road. This uh, release also includes a photo, which I believe I have seen uh, from various uh, sources. Uh, I would also let you know that we have created a reunification location, and that would be at the Auburn Middle School, so in the neighboring community of Auburn, at 38 Falcon Drive. Again, that's the Auburn Middle School. And when I say reunification uh, center or location, what that means is that if somebody has a question or they have a concern, they can't find a loved one, they believe that uh, a friend or a family member may be involved in what occurred here tonight uh, in Lewiston, that they could respond to that location. Uh, we will have some of our behavioral health liaisons, counselors on, on, on site, uh, and we'll also be providing information as uh, it becomes available to us. As you can imagine, and as you know, uh, there are multiple scenes in the city to include multiple hospitals, uh, multiple follow-ups, a lot of witnesses we're speaking with, and a lot of leads. Uh, the general public has been very cooperative uh, and very forthcoming with information. So I would expect, uh, if we have additional information, we'd be happy to come back uh, and share it with you. Uh, I know that uh, from the city of Lewiston standpoint, probably going to close City Hall after this briefing and probably move everybody out. Uh, But again, we appreciate your partnership and your patience. Um, I would offer to take questions uh, just so you know that I probably won't have answers. Uh, And as long as you know that going in, uh, there's no disrespect intended in that. Um, Feel free to ask a couple, and if I think we can get there, uh, then I'm happy to answer those. If not, uh, we do have work to do on behalf of our communities, and that's our primary focus uh, this evening. There are many specific figures about casualties out there. The sheriff, Sheriff Sampson, told me up as many as 20. Uh, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to set the record straight on that. Yeah, I do appreciate that, and I know that there's been a lot of numbers out there. Uh, This is a very fluid situation, so the last thing I want to come up is give you a number and then three hours from now change that one direction or another. So I don't have firm numbers on that, Uh, and when I do, we'll be happy to share those uh, with you because it's an important piece of healing and it's an important piece of information for all of us to be aware of, Um, but I don't have a firm number on that. At least 16, right? I think I just answered that question to say that I'm not going to give you any specific numbers. Um, and there's been a lot of numbers all over the map uh, all evening. And I don't think that that's helpful um, because it doesn't help family members. It certainly doesn't help the community to see, well, they just said this and they said that. Um, so if you want accurate information, I'm prepared to give that to you when I have it. Uh, I don't have that right now. Does the suspect have any known criminal history with law enforcement? And is, he, is he someone who's been on the radar of, of state police or local police, to your knowledge? Well, Mr. Card, who we're speaking about right now, is a person of interest and a person of interest only, right? I'm not listing him as a suspect at this point, um, and we're not prepared to go into his background or anything else that we may be aware of. One more question? You're looking for one shooter, correct? We're looking for this person of interest right now, and, uh, and that's what we'll label uh, and list and speak about uh, at this particular moment. When we have additional information, I'm happy to share that. No, so thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, again, thank you for your time. 
And you have been listening uh, from Fox News there, a press conference that just took place with law enforcement in Lewiston, Maine, uh, confirming that the person of interest at this point is a guy named Robert Card. He is obviously considered armed and dangerous. There's a lot of activity also at the hospital where victims were taken and many people are suspecting he may have actually gone to the hospital uh, to go take care, quote, of the victims. This is frightening. Um, and also a security guard there at the hospital telling people to duck and shelter in place. The whole town of Lewiston is on now high alert. Lewiston, Maine, which is 36 miles north of Portland. And the entire town is told to lock in. And be on the lookout, report anything, because they are looking right now for this man. Hundreds of officers, local, state, and federal, all involved in this. The President of the United States is being briefed. And again, we didn't hear any update on numbers from law enforcement there. uh, But there are reports that at least 22 people may have been killed, 50 to 60 injured, And again, the suspect armed and dangerous. I want to bring back in Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. Of course, uh, she's the spokesperson with the National Police Association. Betsy, you know, we're getting some more details are coming out about this person of interest, Robert Card, um, that he, which is really frightening, he was a firearms instructor trained in the military, according to multiple reports, and just recently Uh, got out of a mental health facility where he was committed to because he was hearing voices and threatening to kill people. What was this guy doing out on the street, Betsy? Well, I think we had this discussion about 15 minutes ago, Rita. Again, we have got to go back to being able to involuntarily commit, sometimes for significant amounts of time, people like Obviously, this man, uh, Robert Card, if you're hearing voices that is that are telling you to shoot people, then you need to be institutionalized until, uh, you know, something can be, you know, you can be helped in some way. And uh, and the fact that he is military trained, that he is a firearms instructor, he obviously has access to firearms and a great deal of information. And let's not forget, if he's a a firearms instructor, if he's military trained, not only does he know how to use those firearms, but he understands law enforcement tactics. He understands how to hide. He understands what police officers are going to be do, uh, what they are going to do when they are trying to hunt him down. And then this report, and, it, you know, we haven't gotten all the details about that, that he may be uh, returning to the hospital to finish off his victim uh, victims. This is, in, this is a man unhinged. Yeah, and, it, uh, it, it, know, it's extraordinary, it's Betsy. It, it is. Yeah. It, talk about, you know, from a danger perspective. Um, and you know how much I, I love law enforcement. We do our Back the Blue segment every night here on the show. This is as risky as it gets for law enforcement and obviously citizens, too. Well, absolutely. We don't know what what kind of firearms he has access to. You know, we saw the photos with him with a rifle. We don't know if he has um, scopes, if he has uh, night vision equipment, what other uh, long guns or uh, pistols that 
that he may have? Does he have access to any kind of explosives? Uh, is he wearing body armor, you know, making it difficult for law enforcement to stop him? So from a tactical perspective and from an officer safety perspective, this is incredibly dangerous. And, and you know, as you always talk about on your Back the Blue segment, um, this is what cops do, right? There's, there are hundreds of police officers in Maine right now hunting him down, running toward him, running toward the shots, because that's what cops do. And they know it's dangerous. They know it's going to be potentially very physically uh, risky for them, but they're going to do it because they, they love their communities. They care about their people. You know, um, as we talk about, you just you brought up a great point there, Betsy, because he will know the mindset uh, being a firearms instructor. Also, it says trained uh, by the military uh, that apparently he was at a U.S. Army Reserve training facility in Maine. We're getting these details coming in now that if you put all that together, that is a very dangerous situation. Um, and obviously someone who understands police tactics um, it may have scopes. I mean, you, you just don't know what kind of equipment they have uh, with them. And also, uh, this is somebody who this maybe could explain also the scanners, too. You know, that, you know, this is someone who's sort of trained with that mindset. Uh, and obviously, clearly someone so deeply unhinged, hearing voices, hearing these things. Uh, this is a very, very scary situation. And someone who clearly has no regard for life, which makes it extremely scary for anybody in that vicinity in Lewiston, Maine. Well, and, you know, right now we have a mental health crisis in this country to begin with. You know, we, we are now seeing the results of uh, the lockdowns and, and uh, other things that happened during the pandemic. You know, we've, we've all seen the studies that have now come out talking about how um, people, especially young people, are affected by mental illness. Now, this is a man who is 40 years old. Um, we don't know the extent of his military history, but we we do know that many of our service members suffer from extreme post-traumatic stress and uh, uh, other forms of mental illness. And, uh, and, you know, that makes it difficult, too, knowing that he is a, either a veteran or a current member of the military. That makes it difficult for law enforcement as well, just from an emotional standpoint. I mean, those cops know they've got to stop this guy. They've got to take him out. But, you know, it's heartbreaking to have to eliminate someone who at some point in their life chose to serve this country. Um, so there's so much happening, uh, you know, emotionally for these cops and emotionally for the community. And again, this this uh, this shooter, Mr. Card, you know, he's undoubtedly got a family and uh, that's one of the things that law enforcement is going to be doing or certainly has done is identify his family members. They're going to have to do a search warrant on his home, um, which can also be very dangerous. You know, this is a kind of guy, this unhinged kind of guy, his entire home could be booby trapped knowing that one of the first things that law enforcement is going to do is come to his house. Uh, to look for him and then to uh, to look for uh, motives for other weapons, 
and things like that. It makes you wonder, did he leave a manifesto? Um, Are we going to find out the motive for this, or is it just extreme, extreme mental illness? There's going to be so much in the coming days um, that we need to find out. Um, And, Betsy, of course, uh, reports are sort of uh, lots of details, but there is one report out there uh, that he's a 41-year-old retired military officer um, and that he is twice divorced and a father of three um, and has had uh, some arrests for domestic violence and other crimes. That One of his ex-wives, according to one report, obtained a restraining order against him. Um, so uh, there there may have been, you know, a number of things in his background. And if indeed he had this mental history, too, you have to wonder what, what the heck, uh, you know, uh, who knew he had a gun? Uh, you know, in this world where people are afraid to report things or or law enforcement are afraid to overreach. Um, this is a classic example where if you see something suspicious and somebody who has a history of these things, uh, you know, you got to report it. People like this need to be locked up. Well, what have we been saying since October 7th, this renewed call for if you see something, say something. And. Um, You know, so we will find out in the coming uh, weeks, did his family, did they suspect that this might occur? Obviously, they know he has a mental illness because he's already been committed at least once. Did they, you know, did they notice him amassing weapons or amassing uh, uh, ammunition and things like that? Did they notice increased uh, agitation um, you know, we don't know his living situation. We we know that he has a couple of ex-wives. We don't know if he has a, a current girlfriend. We don't know how much contact he has with his children or his parents or if he has siblings or friends. And uh, that will all come out in the coming weeks. Obviously, lots of it is coming out tonight. But, uh, it's you know, that's all going to be part of putting this puzzle together as as to again how someone could amass uh all this ammunition and firearms go to two different locations in a relatively small town in a relatively rural area and gun down uh up to 80 people killing at least 22 and coming back for more yeah that is why this is so so scary you brought up also the booby trapping of the homes, um, you know, you don't know. Uh, they're also looking for multiple vehicles. Uh, we don't know if anybody was assisting him. Uh, there are just, and he clearly has, a, you know, even prior to this, it looks like, uh, according to reports, there was some history of violence, clearly on a domestic level. Uh, one of his wives, as I just mentioned, obtained a restraining order against him, according to one report. So uh, there's a lot of details, and this is really scary, uh, that he is out there. And again, uh, the hospital also on alert, too, as well. And we know that uh, the main hospital there says it is overloaded, that they have so many victims uh, that they simply cannot handle anymore, which is just uh, really, really a frightening situation. Um, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, I want to thank you so much for being with us tonight um, on this big breaking news night. Uh, what an important story. And to have your great analysis and your great perspective Uh, for this just terrible, terrible story, Uh, at least gave us some insight and was very helpful at this time. Thank you so much. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rita. Keep those cops in your prayers. Yes, 1,000%. Thank you so much. Uh, And boy, do we need to keep all of our law enforcement in prayers, especially right now, uh, as they look for this suspect who is armed and dangerous. Uh, We're going to have a lot more uh, after the break. We're going to be taking your calls. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And an all-points bulletin at this hour as police, hundreds of law enforcement, local, state, federal authorities are trying to track down a man who is a former military officer with firearms instructions. Uh, In other words, he was an instructor in the military, uh, also apparently had a history of mental illness. There's reports that this man, this person of interest, Robert Card reported to have mental health issues. So this is a very tenuous situation for law enforcement in Lewiston, Maine, as this man is still on the loose. He is clearly armed. He is clearly dangerous. And there are reports that he may have killed as many as 22 people, 50 people injured, many of them critically at this time. What a scary, scary situation, and especially somebody with firearms instruction background. Think about that. Somebody who is an instructor who teaches people how to handle guns certainly knows, uh, is skilled and knows a lot about them. And that makes it very difficult with somebody with mental health issues, as we are clearly seeing in a history of violence and mental health in his background. Uh, so this is a very scary situation, especially for the people of Lewiston and law enforcement officers who are trying to track this madman down as we speak, uh, and someone who is obviously very skilled and a marksman. This is a scary, scary situation. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Alex, line five real quick. Alex, your thoughts. What a frightening situation. Yeah, terribly uh, scary and devastating. I got two things. I think, number one, the fact that this guy is so professional scares me about, is he going to be able to hide out for a long while? Does he have a plan, you know, in place? He's he's escaping now. Is he going to be in hiding for a while? And they're going to have a a, a very bad situation tracking him down. And the other thing I have here is I'm, I'm not surprised by what took place today. You know, we didn't have a shooting in a while. And I was thinking, you know, when is the next one going to happen? And I'm not surprised because since the last time we had a mass shooting, and I was before the summer, nothing was done to, to take care of the problem, which is mental health. And now we find out this guy also had a mental health illness. Most of these shooting shooters are mentally ill. What have has anybody in government done to tackle that issue? You know, you had the guest on the first hour who said, you know, social media is, is helping us to find out more about this person and it's beneficial. But what did social media cause this guy to be mentally ill? Because it's 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 causing so many in, in, in that way. What about the fact that we're, we're telling kids that they're victims, that they can't be successful because they have some letters to their name and they don't try and then they get depressed? What about all these different issues? Who is doing a damn thing about it? No, you surprising. know what, Alex, you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. when we hear that this guy has a history. Uh, also, you know, people need to speak up. Uh, we uh, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith just said this. We were just talking about the fact 
that some people need to be involuntarily locked up. And there's some of these people from sort of, you know, ACLU groups and, oh, you can't do that. Guess what? There are some people that are so dangerous that they should not be out on the streets. Uh, according to reports, this guy was out there saying, you know, oh, I want to go out and kill people. Uh, he is a firearms instructor trained by the military, obviously a skilled marksman. He shouldn't be out on the streets. Uh, who were these people that knew that he was getting out, apparently, of a mental facility, according to reports also? Uh, you know, people need to speak up. And there are some people that are just too dangerous that need to stay locked up. And if somebody is saying, we're hearing voices, I want to go kill somebody, and they're a skilled marksman, wow, this is a frightening situation. We're, of course, going to continue covering this. Pray for our law enforcement as they track this guy down and pray that they get him soon. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.